بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله Infinite Light podcast is back again with your boy Do I keep staying anonymous? Jabir, or do people know my name by now? You're no longer anonymous, my friend All right, all right. it's your boy Falmada Your brother Falmata, how you want to say it? Your brother Your brother? Oh, you should say that It's your brother Falmata uh, And uh, my boy here, Jabir My brother Jabir. <laughs> Jabir. What's going on? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh, brother Falmata. Alhamdulillah, everything is cool. Good to see you again. Good to see you, good to see you. By the way, I didn't see that uh, pocket-sized hand sanitizer. Yeah, I uh, I heard... Yeah, you're kind of easing up a little bit. What's up here? I heard uh, the country is doing really bad. May Allah SWT protect us. But they say Minnesota is uh, not, not doing bad. Oh, you putting your guard down now. You drop the hand sanitizer now. It's it's one step at a time, you know. I'm still. Uh, How about the gloves? Still you still wearing them gloves? Gloves I wore the other day too. I wore the other day. I went to Indian uh, spice house. It's like a bunch of spices. Let me tell you, man. Don't go shopping for your mom. That's the advice <laughs> that I'm going to give you, especially spices. No, no. If you don't shop for your mom at this time, who's gonna do it? Oh, 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 I or you say, want her to go out and do say, it? I shouldn't say it. No, no man. you're right, you're right. Exit out. Exit, whatever to. I said, exit out, exit out. Because uh, what I'm trying to say is that, um, man, it's hard, man. It's hard to get it right. But alhamdulillah, what I did, I told the guy, hey, don't ring it. I'll come back. I'm double make sure. So I went home and clarified everything. Alhamdulillah. Well, um, we're back with Infinite Light. Uh, what's our topic for today, Brother Jabir? Allah, we're going to continue on what we have started last time. What did we start last time? We started uh, speaking about the journey back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Journey back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Feeling that disconnect, uh, the disconnection from Allah, feeling that you are a little bit hopeless, helpless, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. depressed. And then, and then after that, we touched on, let's say Allah give you the gives you the power to get past that because the, the other thing that we I feel like we didn't touch on is uh, the waswas the waswas never stops from the first time that you went back to Allah he's gonna shaitan discredits, uh, discredits you from any effort that you made towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so waswas what is what's the definition of waswas uh, Jabir give it a little bit more academic definition waswas here we're referring to the shaitan Um, and it just means that he whispers in your heart, in your ears, and give you ideas of things that distract you from the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wow, so let's say... Just... So we always seek refuge from that. And the surah, uh, surah An-Nas that most people are familiar with or memorize. You have to say surah, surah Qul A'udhu Bi Nas. We seek refuge from the evil of the uh, waswas, which is the shaitan. And reading that ayah, you know, repels the shayateen away from you and help you uh, stay focused on the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wow, wow. Like that's, uh... But it's no, uh, I mean, it's normal. It is part of your life as a human being. The shaitan is with you until you die. It is part of the test. So the it's his mission. Scholars, it's so, his task, and he is so good. He's the best at what he does. He knows you better than yourself. Ooh, 
Yeah, he knows how to mislead you. How to mislead you? Got yep. it. That's Got his it. that's his task. That's his expertise, and he's no lazy by any means. Man, what's works worse? around the clock. What's worse is literally my biggest enemy. My and biggest Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us that. He wow. said he is your clear enemy, and take him as an enemy. So don't take it easy with him. Treat him as an enemy. Try your best to defeat him because he's trying his best to mislead you, and he wants to drive as many people to hellfire as he can. Subhanallah, may Allah subhanahu wa taala. That's his. Uh, that's his task. That's his job. That's his goal. Day and night planning, plotting. Him and an army. Now you started praying. Suddenly he says, "Oh man, you don't have wudu. You just farted." Or he says, "Oh, Allah hates you. Allah doesn't like you." You know, to the sisters, especially. Let's say they start coming back. Say, "Hey, you, you know, Allah doesn't like you. You're not this. You're not that. You know, there's so many. Depending on the person, there's so many ways people get bombarded with waswas. Another one, really, the biggest one that uh, people suffer with is the doubts. Doubts. So waswas comes in the form of 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 doubts. Can you explain how doubts and doubts in Islam?" As well as uh, how waswas and doubts correlate, or how um, I don't want to go too deep, but just a little bit touch, because even the one that is is uh, everyone suffers with this, especially the youth nowadays. You know, uh, how 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 can we talk about that? Those two things. Oh, we're we're talking about doubts in your worship, or doubts in your. Uh... You know, preparation or stand in front of Allah or what? Like Wait, what I should clarify. You're right. Uh, I think both. One is the doubts are like, hey, you're not really that good. You're not worshiping Allah the best way. Or um, let's say you start being, uh, you start praying and fasting and doing the obligatory things. He makes you doubt. <clears throat> he makes you doubt in those in those actions that you didn't perform them well. They're not accepted. You know what Allah's gonna accept that this and that, and then another one is um, doubts in the religion from okay. the intellectual per perspective. I think uh, a lot of youth also suffer from for, uh, suffer from this as well. Okay, is that also related to waswas? To I mean, some the whispers of shaitan. The second part is to some extent it is uh, related to the shaitan, but the solution for the second one is is the knowledge. Oh. Basically, you have in these doubts in the religion because a lot of the re the main reason is because you lack a lot of the knowledge of the religion. Got it. So that one you can solve it by studying a little bit more, asking more questions, clarifying some of the things that you don't have like certainty about, and things like that. That should be cleared up with more time. The more time you uh, spend in learning, mm -hmm. the more time you invest in learning. Yep, the clearer it gets and the doubts will be less and less and you will be I'm gonna tell you first hand I'm gonna tell you firsthand the only solutions to doubt I feel like even both, even the first one, is knowledge. If you know if Shaitan is giving you doubts on wudu, you know that there's a hadith that talks about that. That unless you hear a sound and unless you clearly have a proof that you farted or you released gas, I should say. Excuse my language. Um, you, you shouldn't get out of the salah. Right? If you don't know that, 
you're going to be suffering with that waswas. And the second one, same thing, having the knowledge of how beautiful the religion and how, how, how it's the truth. Wallahi, this deen is haq. As you learn more, as you learn more, you're like, man, Islam is so beautiful, so, so perfect in every way. It's so sincere, clear. And the more, uh, as you're in the beginning stages of your journey, everything, shaitan makes everything look complicated. Sharia, hadith, aqidah, um, you know, these big words. You know, mix them, jumbles them all together. And, and the things here and there that you hear from people, they all play a role in, in subhanAllah, trying to make you give up, you know, try to crush your spirit. But the knowledge is the light that clears it up. So one way to define light in uh, on this podcast or in Islam in general is knowledge. Knowledge is light. Jabber, anything to add, or uh, I have some other points, inshallah, that that, um, that we can discuss. No, no, Jazakallah khair. The points he made are very good, and like he said earlier, the knowledge is the key for the you know eliminating some of the doubts. Uh, as far as the first part, you're referring to doubts and your worship in the salah and things like that. Um, you know, even though the Prophet ﷺ has mentioned in, in you know different ways and in hadith and things like that, that the shaitan is going to be putting some doubts in your, uh, you know, in your purity, how pure you are to stand for Allah. You performed your wudu right. You messed up some part. These are part of his job. The thing we have to keep in mind is that that's what the shaitan does. That's his primary work. So we shouldn't be put off by that because that's what he does. So if you know there is, uh, you know, um, someone like a thief, all he does is he steals. You're not going to be like surprised or, you know, worried about him, whether he's going to steal or not. You know he's going to steal. So shaitan is stealing? You, You know... I'm just giving an example. You know someone who's a liar or something, right? Oh, I see what you mean. That's what he does. He's he's a liar, right? Yeah. So you know you're not going to believe everything you say because you have plenty of experience that this person is a liar. That makes sense. That and makes same sense. thing with a criminal, like someone who's just going to, you know, uh, commit a crime that all he does his life is commit crimes. You definitely know at any points you have interaction with him, there's a chance that he's going to be committing a crime. That Same thing sense. with the shaitan. Every single chance he gets is he's trying to distract you from your prayer. So he's just doing his job. So you just have to. You just gotta know, know that. Okay. You gotta know that, and you gotta know how to fight back. Got it. So there's techniques. Of course, there are techniques. Got it. Alhamdulillah. You're a Muslim, man. You're fully loaded. Oh man. You got so many ways to fight back. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. And now, if you can't fight back. The most powerful of all is on your side. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the yeah. most high, the most merciful, the most generous, yes. the most close to you. And uh, no shaitan you. will have any power over you if Allah is with you. So you do Damn. your best to fight. You can't fight. Ask for the most powerful. Beautiful. Say, Beautiful. oh Allah, help me. Got it. Alhamdulillah. Wallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us in our worship. Ya Rabb, help us. Um, alhamdulillah. The other points that I um, I wanted to lead. Um, that I wanted to, us to continue from the last um, from the last podcast is um, on the point of now that you know where we want to get closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We know that the first best worship that is between us and Allah is the prayer. Now I want us to go into 
the technical aspect of and also the the misunderstanding and some of the techniques right we want to be fully loaded some knowledge that we can gain on how to take care of our prayer and uh, even before that how to how to start it how to go about it and uh, so that we can worship Allah in the best way and if is it true on the day of judgment if your salah is accepted everything after that is a good sign a hundred percent yep so uh, your first uh, sign or uh, the thing that's going to give you like a preview of what's coming up is the salah if you get a good preview from mm -hmm. the salah mm -hmm. meaning like the salah is checked you know once the salah checks out everything else after that is easy and wow. it's manageable and it's not even an issue wow. but once you fail on the salah part boy everything else is after that is not good even all the charity that i gave what charity man wow. so the salah is key it's key man wow. everything else you do if you do not perform this most important thing is the relationship between you and allah if it's not 100 percent and and uh, accepted then everything else is whatever you did like the reward you get for those it's not going to be enough to save you on the day what about uh, some of these salahs i know i got distracted i know i wasn't how can i make those up how can i make it still 100 percent? like if i i mean i know every uh, not not all my salah is is 100 i know some are lacking how can i how can i fill it up because i don't want to be short on the day of judgment you know i don't want to i don't want to mess up so i want to prepare now how can i do that when it comes to prayer specifically so you remember last podcast mm -hmm. what was the main thing from that uh, podcast that we said we need to remember focus on you gotta know your lord my friend okay you gotta know your lord talk to me talk to me Javier. in every action everything that you do everything that you feel like you're missing you're worried about you just find out or look for allah subhanallah because things will be a lot clear for you and things will be a lot easier and you'll get a good boost to do the things you want to do so the scenario you just mentioned that you're missing a lot of salah some of it is not perfect some of it this some of it that we're dealing with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and allah is the most merciful at the end of the day on the day of judgment after everything is uh you know brought forward for us to see everything we have done and for allah to make um, a judgment in our case if we look at every good action that we have done and we weigh them out to see that if we qualify to go to jannah not even close we won't even be close what everything you've done in this dunya when you were in a perfect uh you know uh you have a perfect record not just you were missing salah or something even if you had a perfect record you're praying you're making your uh you know donations and zakah and helping people and doing this and everything perfect 100 percent 100 percent if you weigh that at the day, you know, on the day of judgment, and then you're like, okay, you're so proud that, oh, you got everything done and you know you're going to make it to Jannah, mm -hmm. you might not make it. Mm -hmm. Because the Jannah, the price for Jannah, it's, you can never pay it and you can never enter Jannah because of your work. Uh, now you're just melting my heart. I'm melting your heart, which is good. Wow. So you're saying that the most merciful is just going to hand me Jannah, this expensive, this expensive priceless uh, abode you know place 
not it doesn't even correlate to my worship the numbers don't add up my friend the numbers do not add up whatever you do you will never earn jannah okay now that you boosted me up so much now so I'm ready. what uh what's gonna make you enter jannah is the thing we mentioned know your lord know your lord know because your lord. it's only him out of his infinite mercy is how you're gonna enter jannah not because of your work Are you so you're gonna have a lot of shortcomings you're gonna have a lot of sins You're gonna be missing a lot of uh, opportunities to worship Allah, but Allah may still grant you that favor into your paradise. Jabir, you have fully amped me up. I'm at 100% right now. Now let's get to the technicalities. I just came into, I just came back to my deen, alhamdulillah. I wanna start, I wanna perfect my salah. Seems like even though if I don't get 100%, the one thing that I can, I have the best shot at pleasing my Lord and protecting is, um, is my salah talk to me about salah what are the what do i need what are the prerequisites um yeah let's talk about the prerequisites and uh how i can best uh take care of them and uh how i can get uh how i can get started on the main part of the salah inshallah uh, so the salah is it's like it's a big deal right big on the deal. day on the day of a muslim right because What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now you just watch what's happening around you, right? You watch the news, you see people, um, every place you go, people are wearing masks, people are wearing uh, gloves, people are like keeping a distance from you. Um, you go home, you're watching the news every on your phone, every time there's updates, there's so much distraction, right? Our life, especially now. In uh, this uh, day and age, we're so distracted and so indulged in this, uh, you know, environment that we're in, we hardly remember or find time to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. For those distractions to, you know, uh, not take place in your heart or for you to keep that balance, the salah has to be your solution. The salah have to be your escape from all this, uh, you know, distraction, from all these worries, from all these anxieties. So the phone, the social media, the f family. And today's, uh, and, and today's issues, yep. News. Coronavirus, all the worries. Anxiety. So earlier I, I saw one of our brothers, uh, it was a good brother, mashallah, Allah reward him, but he was so worried, he was freaking out. Like, you know, normally like the basic things that we usually do, Now he worries about if you get close to him, he'll run away from you. So, if you touch him, he's like he has to go wipe everything that you touch, you know. For real, like this person, it, you mean? it's true, <laughs> it's yeah, true. So, just imagine the level of anxiety that a person will be in every single time for, for watching every little action, you know, that someone does, right? Wow, so there's a lot of distraction. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in order to keep uh, the human being or the Muslim or the mu'min connected to him has made it mandatory for us to meet with him at least five times a day. So you have a mandatory meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Got it. Short meeting, won't take long. It depends on the time and it depends on the day. It can be about three to five minutes. Mm -hmm. But That's... whatever you get out of that meeting mm -hmm. is such a huge boost and confidence in your uh, in your iman and your religion in your Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will make everything around you look uh you know in you see it in the perspective that it should be seen at right that everything is 
under the control of Allah, is part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plan, and you are one of the servants or one of the people that you are uh, living in this world only by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And anytime wow. anything that could change or could happen is by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by his knowledge and by his power. You know how I know you're right? I, um, I work, I have a job, and every time I take a prayer break, right, for about two or three hours of work, you know, doing tasks, talking to the boss, making sure that the work is done, stuff like that, and then going to your prayer, that five or seven minutes, you know, it's like as soon as you say assalamu alaikum or just you're in the tashahud, you realize how worthless this dunya is and how you see everything in its perspective. You see how much the boss needs you. You see how much you don't need him. You see how you, you realize how much Allah is the one that really provides. You realize all these things. It's as if that seven minute gave you like wisdom. It made you like a better man, a better person. And it made you think deeply just what is the purpose of this world? And trust me, it, it does make a difference on your on your uh in your mood, on your uh you know, on your heart, and your uh stress level and your anxiety. As soon as you stand there in front of Allah, meet with Allah, speak to Allah, because you're you're out there with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can vent. You can say everything that's bothering you. You can speak your mind. You can ask for the dua. You can complain to Allah. You complain and to Allah in salah? Yeah, you can complain. I you just read, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Rahman, Rahman. No, man. That is so sweet, man. The salah, mm. man. It's, oh, man. remember, yeah, it's, it's I, an I open... To... Open door to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You stand in there. Anytime you want to see Allah, you can see Allah. Can you imagine that? Is there a king or like a boss you can uh, see him anytime you want? No, per appointment basis. Uh, appointment I mean, appointment also, basis and maybe a lot of denials too. Yeah, maybe yeah. nobody will even see. Some months maybe. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, anytime you want to see him. So if you wanted to speak with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you wanted to talk to Allah, you stand up and pray. So I want to talk to Allah. Like I have things to say to Allah. I want to complain. I want make, to feel better. I want I want to talk to Allah. I want to say my mind. What do I do? Make your wudu and uh -huh. stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you don't have to wait uh -huh. for dhuhr or asr. Any time in between the salat. Allah has free access. Any prayer. Any time in between any prayer, you can. Because these are voluntarily prayers for a need. If you have something that you wanted to speak about, hmm. just stand up, pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you want to do like a special access to Allah, mm -hmm. do it in the sujood. Because you're like the, the closest to Allah at that position. Wow. When Jabba. you make that sujood, do your little dua that is required for that position. Subhanallah, subhanallah, three times. And then after that, just open up. Allah, you, Speak up, man. Say whatever you want to Allah. You just, you just keep amping me up. Now you mentioned wudu. Tell me what is wudu. And what do I need? Let's get it started because, I, I, man, I I want to taste the sweetness that you're talking about. I want to taste this thing. Okay. So uh, let me see. I was, had a couple of uh, things in my head and I kind of lost my train of thought. Before the wudu? Yeah. So when we were talking about the salah and uh, the reason why we have um, that, uh, you know, five daily prayers and it's mandatory to meet with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah knows 
your environment. Allah knows the distraction around you. So Allah wants to pull you out of that and give you a break. Mm-hmm. Because we work, right? You work, you were saying that you were working. Mm-hmm. and So Allah knows we work and we need it. Definitely. You could okay. be working, you could be doing all kinds of things, studying, you know, you're in, you're in class, everything. Just so many things happening in your day. Got it, got it. So Allah has given you mandatory, like, break from this. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you're doing throughout the day. Whoa, so you whoa, just take whoa. a break, come talk to me. Hold on, hold on. The way you put it, that sounds as if Allah... He, Allah himself gave me the permission to work And that he's happy with me working Is Allah happy with me working And of going course. to university and college you're, Yeah you're required to work It's not like it's, it's like voluntarily You have to work And then I get a break Allah says you get a break You get a break Five not, times daily prayer not the, not the 15 minutes break They give you after they put you in a slavery job For a while You guys so tired You just want to <laughs> run away from that It's so, supposed to be a break That you're looking forward to it so it's but not you have to build your way up to get there, but Allah made it mandatory. You just have to get out of whatever you're doing, mm. take five minutes, come back to Allah. Man, that perspective. Because Allah wants to give you a boost, give you an update of that iman again. Okay. It's just like you're getting a, a new update to your system, you know? My phone or yeah, you're getting a, a fresh, the latest in the iman. Allah. You come back and you're fresh, you go back when it's kind of fading out and getting a little bit less. Next prayer comes, say, oh, come renew your iman. Okay, okay, okay. Come okay. again. Jabba, jabba. Let's get it started, man. Just get me started. <laughs> so those those are like keys for a, for a Muslim throughout his day, okay. right? You need to plug in. You need to come back to Allah. You need to connect with Allah. Those from the time you wake up in the morning until the time you go uh, to bed in the evening and anything between, those prayers are supposed to be to help you uh, get closer to Allah, strengthen your iman, and boost your, uh, you know, your uh, trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and get that peace and tranquility in your heart so you can carry about your day, you know. Got it. Now, how we get there, how we get there, you want to, you want to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yes, I has, do. There, yes, are I do. Some, there are some requirements, my friend. Uh, yeah. So, alhamdulillah, this religion is the religion of purity. Cleanliness. Cleanliness. You watch what's going on in the, you know, when this pandemic happened, right? I watched a thing that, or not a watch, I read an article that said that, um, stop using toilet paper. And I, I, was, <laughs> I was just laughing. They said, stop using toilet paper. It's not clean. Use water. Subhanallah. So this was like top, this is like a Mufti, their grand Mufti talking. Health this expert? Grand, health expert top. Top health experts in that field, and she yeah. said, "Man, people are complaining to me that their bum is not feeling comfortable. It's not clean." <laughs> she says, "It's more sanitary to use water." And I'm just over here, like, mm-hmm. "Did you say uh, may Allah bless the Prophet Sallallahu He taught us everything, man. Everything. We don't need health experts. The best version. We don't need like uh, you know what do you call it? Uh, you know medical." Uh, specialties in in cleanliness to tell us to use hand sanitizer or do this gets it from the divine we've been cleaning is from the divine and the prophet practiced it showed us as a human being how to be pure so you tell me it's practical oh yeah it's definitely practical and the one reason that uh people were complaining about islam that is you know so many things you have to do and it's so restrictive and it's that everybody's doing now and nobody's finding it difficult to do because they feel like their life depends on it, you know? Wow. 
So who so doesn't want to wash their hand these days? They wash all the time. Everybody wash because, like, if you don't, it's you're gonna way. be, you know, you're gonna get sick or you're gonna die. Wow. You know. So Alhamdulillah, you know, this religion is is for every time, for every uh, you know environment. It's universal. It will work in every setting until the day of judgment. It wasn't meant only for the time of the Prophet Sallallahu and those Bedouins in the desert in Saudi Arabia. Even in the most advanced country in the world today, it's applicable. All the religion uh, of Islam uh, practices are applicable and they are the best to fight anything that comes up, even uh, the disease that we're noticing today. So then the, the first step is, um, is this wudu. This wudu, even this, you just you just amped it up to the level like, I so know wudu, but the way you just talked about it. In general, uh, in Islam, we, we call it purity, purity. cleanliness okay. and purity. Okay, so okay, wudu okay. is part a, of it. A part of it, Got it pertaining to the salah. Wudu is like when you're about to pray, mm-hmm. and this is the uh, the ritual or the preparation for the salah, how to wash, uh, you know, according to the sunnah of the Prophet. But in general, the religion, everything is, you know, cleanliness and purity is the key for this religion. And in salah, out of salah? In salah, out of salah, in a lot of things. Got it, got it. So, okay, alhamdulillah, inshallah. Now we're going to talk a little bit step by step. Okay, so the wudu, the wudu, that is, um, that's what uh, we're going to uh, first discuss, inshallah. And then I uh, will go into uh, the other main points. All right. So, Tell me the. Um, is there anything that we need to mention before we talk about wudu? So, like I said, Islam in general uh, encourages and requires a Muslim to be clean at all times. Um, so the cleanliness and purity is part of a Muslim uh, identity. So the cleanliness could be in anything, not just on, on uh, you know, on the wudu or before you stand for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So, for instance, you go and use the bathroom at any time of the day. You're not about to pray you still have to clean up, right? Even you're not going to stand to pray, mm-hmm, but you just mm-hmm. went to use the bathroom. Got number it. one or number two, doesn't matter. You still got to have to clean up, right? Got it, clean up my body, clean up. Uh, clean sure your body, my, my wash clothes your, clean. your clothes, of course. Uh, so the sunnah of the Prophet in order for us to keep clean and to eliminate the filth of getting into our clothes because your clothes have to be clean before you stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you want to pray. Your place of, uh, you know, uh, prayer have to be clean. Your mm-hmm. clothes have to be clean. And your body, you yourself, your body have to be clean. Got it. So if you go use the restroom and, you know, there are urinals or something. And if you're like a male and you're standing and you want to uh, urinate, you're not going to be like using, you know, um, you know, splashing everywhere where everything is going to be, you know, uh, getting into your clothes or something like that, right? Definitely not. So the sunnah of the Prophet sent them to you know, to sit if possible. If you're not able to, it's fine. You just be as careful as possible. But to sit so you can eliminate all this filth getting into your clothes. When it's a precautionary. Yep. Yeah. When you're done, then you have to wash your private parts with water. Whether you did it number one or number two, you still have to wash because this is part of your cleanliness. If you did not wash and then it's time for a prayer, then you go make your wudu, you're not pure. Because your body is not clean. You got to wash yourself when you're, you know, when you uh, use the restroom. God, I can just put it back. <laughs> 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 
happen. I mean, it happens, you know, that's the culture that we live in. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. I can't believe I did that. But, you know, that happens. Oh, man. That was funny, man. Sorry, I had to take a little bit of time to just... Okay. Can just... Like... Yeah, yeah, but from that, you gotta wash it up and clean it. So this is for for you know. Now we're talking. I mean, the other thing about this religion, mm-hmm. uh, my brother. I know we're talking at some point with um, some brothers and sisters, and this topic could be sensitive. Mm-hmm. But the best thing about our religion is there is no shyness in this deen. Because there's so much that we need to take care of and be careful. If we're shy, that how are we going to learn? Yep. Meaning that if you're shy, you're not going to worship Allah the way you should. Because you're missing some information, right? So we're not going to be just kind of out in the open and saying everything Mm -hmm. that embarrasses people. But Mm -hmm. the best way, in the most eloquent way, and the most respectful way, uh, we're going to discuss these matters because it helps people to remain pure and do the part they need to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to be worthy of standing. You can't be filthy and stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is just not Islam, my friend. 100%. And uh, who's, the, who's the Sahabi, Sahabiyat, or the, the woman Sahaba, or I don't know if it was a male Sahaba, that praised the women of of Medina, the Ansar, the one that helped the Prophet when he came to the Medina, um, that they, he or she said that may Allah bless these women because they used to ask questions that were direct. Yes, I don't have the name in my mind, but I know the saying you said. Yeah, and it benefited the believers yeah. because I was like, oh, I had that question in mind. Yeah. Even though I didn't ask, yep. like I needed that question. Like, hey, what do I do when this happens? This situation happens to me, right? Uh, cleanliness when it comes to uh, se- sexual impurity, uh, this, that, uh, just regular impurity. There's so many things, right? That, yeah. that it benefits so many people. Oh. Yeah, he says, may Allah have mercy on the women of Ansar. Their shyness did not prevent them from asking religious questions. Got it. Why do you think they were overcoming the shyness? Because they know the importance of worshiping Allah the way he should be worshipped. Even though shyness is good. Shyness is definitely good and it's from the deen, it's from Islam, it's from your iman. Al-Hayaa'u min al-Iman, Prophet said, being shy or at least, you know, not to be like, you know, um, upfront and out there or too much, you know. Out there, yeah. Shyness is part of the, the iman. for our sisters, you know. It's part of the iman, even for the men. That's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah. shyness is from iman. So it's not, you know, um, so this shyness did not prevent them from asking because the most important thing is not the shyness. The most important thing is what do I need to know to worship Allah best? So they overcome the shyness because... You know, the uh, the knowledge of the deen and being as pure as possible in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was more important to them than the shyness. But me and you now were able to discuss these things because of them, right? Wow. We have this thing in the sunnah already. We're not making this up, me and you. are not coming up with these things. Those questions and those These things are already saved. being discussed, already okay. being mentioned in the sunnah. They are in the books. Can read them, Some of us are not aware of them and we can find out about them when we learn, you know? Got it, got it. So Alhamdulillah, this religion didn't leave anything untalked uh, about, didn't leave anything that was not mentioned that any time in our life we're going to come through uh, something that 
it wasn't discussed. So everything is already that you need to know to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been already talked about. Got it. So the Sahaba did everything. The Prophet ﷺ did as much as he can to teach about everything. Uh, his wives have uh, relayed a lot of information to us uh, regarding him in his household, how he dealt with them, how he raised his children. So we have like a full, you know, encyclopedia of everything that we need. All you have to do is just keep seeking the knowledge or just ask because there are those scholars or people who are knowledgeable. They have everything they can just give you a short answer perfect now hit me with that knowledge about the wudu now okay holiness so when when it comes to the wudu then we then okay we we're ready now now. my body's clean my the place where i'm gonna pray is clean so in Uh, general that you're keeping yourself clean in general right then in general you're keeping yourself clean regardless of where you're gonna be making wudu you're gonna be praying soon or not anytime you use the restroom you're making uh you know um you know, you use the restroom, you wash yourself, and you come out clean. You as an adult, like let's say someone reached already the age of puberty, mm-hmm. right? You are an adult, then you're experiencing different things now. Oh, got it, got it. Right? Yep. The bodies are changing. Bodies are changing, things are happening. But anyways, if you get to a situation, right, when you had... Should we just say wet dreams? Exactly. Yep. Okay. That's the most, uh, the best sign, right? Yep. To know that someone has reached the age of puberty. Well, not quite the best sign, but this is one, one of the ways, okay. one of the things that happen with puberty, right? Got it. With got puberty, it. when this thing happen, mm-hmm. that also is impurity. It's impure. Okay. Right. Okay. So now your body and your clothes you're wearing have to be cleaned up. Okay. Now you can't just go ahead and make wudu and pray as usual. Okay, okay. There is few extra cleaning you gotta do, so, so you have to clean up your body, you have to clean up your clothes, mm-hmm. and the way you clean up from that uh, particular event, that like of, you know, like from mm-hmm. that uh, impurity, like the wet dreams or you know what you call it, mm-hmm. uh, it's very simple. It's just an express will do. You know what an express will do is? Express super fast. Or what is it? I don't know. It's a shower, man. Oh, Whew, just open that, uh, <laughs> open that dish and get under it. Wet all your body with uh, water. Wow! Wash up quick. Come out. You're done. You don't even need to make wudu. That's a unique situation. That is it a unique situation. Mm-hmm. So you get in the shower. Get in the shower. Get water all over your body. Though you can't be skipping some parts. Have no water or like you know you're wearing your clothes and take a shower. Wash right. your head only. Right. Wash your hair only and uh, wash your hands and something like that. You're making wudu. No. Water all over your body. Are there specific uh, steps? We don't have to mention them, but there are specific. So the reason I just said express will do, and you know, just taking a shower. Mm. Uh, So there are two ways to do this uh, to come out of this situation of a wet dream Mm -hmm. uh, to be pure. One is this uh, wajib, which is just the short one we mentioned to have the niyyah because every action you have to do in Islam, you have to have the intention of you doing that action. What are you intending to do? So the shower is not for to cool off. The shower is to what? It's for you to purify yourself from this event, right? Yeah, state of... Uh, yep, yeah, state yeah. of Janaba. In, in Arabic, it's called Janaba. So Janaba, okay. Got yep. it. It's called sexual impurity or impurity where the private parts have discharged, you know, fluids that are sexual fluids. Got it. Correct, yeah. So the first one is you make 
the intention that you want to purify yourself mm-hmm. from this uh, for the sake of Allah just to stay pure mm-hmm. and then the second thing is just you take a shower a regular shower done yeah. deal if you wanted a detailed one we can go through a detailed one a complete Ooh. one there's a complete version which is not that it's not that much you know it's not a lot but there's just few let's steps. keep it general for now you want to so, do the just a quick one yeah okay. express express um Shower plus wudu that cleans you up from that state. No, impurity. you don't need wudu. It's not plus wudu. It's oh, sorry, express sorry. wudu. Express Already wudu, wudu and shower at once. Package. It's one package. Oh, it's a one package. That's why okay. it's express. Okay. You just say bismillah. Bismillah. I'm intending to clean myself. That's it. Turn it on. Stand under the Make shower. Sure you're good to go. Everywhere through the hair, the body. Hair, your body, your, uh, you know. Every point is. Every, yeah. Uh, Got you it. wash as much as you can, mm-hmm. and in, if there is, uh, you know. Um, what if I didn't know some spots got left? I mean, you try your best, you okay. know. If you didn't try know, it. if you did it unintentionally, Allah mm-hmm. will forgive you. Perfect. But if you do have uh, parts of your body, especially around the private parts area that need to be cleaned up really good, you yes. just scrub it up really good and wash it. Perfect. You can do with soap if you want. And if you don't do with soap, it's just water. It should be sufficient enough if you have. Spend enough time under the water and wash them really good. Okay, now what's the second type of wudu now? We went to... That's the first type of wudu, is express wudu. I just call it express wudu because, oh, because you can just make wudu. If you're taking a shower regularly, right? Got Without it. in this situation, like you usually do. You have to add on the wudu. You, you, if it was a regular shower, I mean. No. Not the express shower. No, that's the thing with the wudu. Huh? A regular shower counts as wudu. What's going on here? <laughs> This is Islam, my friend. So easy. Islam. Islam, Islam is so easy, man. Oh People God. are making it sound like it's just so much to worship Allah. So no, time, man. I was just too shy to ask. Who doesn't take shower these days, man? Especially these days. Man. Everybody's taking shower. They go outside. They feel like they've already been, you know, you know, stuck with Corona in their body. They want to wash everything off. They just go under the shower, right? Especially if, if the mom has a son that's working. Especially at a grocery store. Yeah. Like, boy, get in the shower, get disinfected. Hey. It's like, don't talk clothes. to anybody, don't touch anybody. To the bathroom right away when you walk in. <laughs> SubhanAllah. Yeah. Aye. So regularly, if you take a shower regularly, just without these events, right? Mm. Uh, and it's time for a prayer or it's a round of time of prayer, you can just pray. You don't have to make wudu. Okay, okay. Because it fulfills all the parts of the wudu, right? Yeah. Your, your hands are going to be washed. Your face mm. is going to be washed. Your, mm. your hair, your ears, your legs, everything going to be washed. So... It does count as a wudu. Wow, this is out of the mercy of Allah you know, subhanahu wa ta'ala. You, know, you know I like evidence, so what I'm going to do is I'm hey, going hey, to check. Yeah, we can check. We, we can, can check. Right, I'm going home tonight. I, I'm not going to put you on the spot tonight. I'm even, not going to put you on the hot seat. Even if you, you, if you uh, check and I check and yeah. we come back next episode, we'll bring a proof, inshallah. That's, that's, this, this is the point where I would say, let's get it. But the, okay. the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that this religion is so easy to practice. This is the point I'm trying to make. It's okay. so easy to practice. People think it's so hard. Why? Because they just don't know. Wow. If you don't know something, you always think it's just this and that. You give your own interpretation of it. And uh, another one is just, let's not be you know, arrogant to the point where we don't ask about our deen. We just do whatever, no. whatever. And then we get to the point where people are going to criticize us. And then we're going to stop practicing our deen because we get angry, right? We say, oh, this person is judging me. Hey, Can let's look at it this way. How about that? Let's say you ask a question, mm-hmm. right? Because it's part of our religion that we need to ask questions. And we mentioned earlier, even the Sahabiyat, the women around the Prophet ﷺ used to ask him very, you know, uh, intimate questions. Sometimes people are are shy to even talk about it today, got right? It, got it. 
They did. Let's say you're not even going to ask those kind of questions. You're asking maybe a regular question. Okay. But you got put down by someone. Mm-hmm. Or you got offended by someone. Mm-hmm. How do we react? This is how you look at it. Got it. Why are you asking? For entertainment purposes? You're not. You want to be in the news so people know that this guy is helping the Muslim asking? I just want to worship my Lord. I want to know my Lord. You are doing it because you want to know how to worship Allah. Exactly. So you shouldn't worry about how people react to you. You get rewarded for asking the question. For your intention to know more about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Done deal. Now can you walk me through these steps? I forget sometimes these wudu steps. Okay. The Let's wudu go to the regular steps. wudu. Yeah, we kept, we kept getting out of the subject. Because this purity thing is, is there are a lot of things that are probably going to be never, asked. And I was trying to, I was trying to cover so some deep. of them so we don't have to. You know, omit no, or perfect. forget some of the things no, the because you covered it was they will be coming up at some point. No, the way you cover it is perfect because I never thought that deep about wudu and cleanliness. And I mean, mashallah, barakallah. Yep, these are the these are the key, my friend. And I trust know. me, they do have an effect on you. Quality of your worship. They have an effect on you on how you feel. Just imagine when you're out there and you're working and it's hot and sweaty and you're this and that. When you take a shower and come out, how do you feel? Man, beautiful. You feel good, right? Feel refreshed. Same thing, man. You feel refreshed. Same thing. You're doing all this cleanliness and you come in and you stand in front of Allah. The that best. adds an extra boost and a great feeling. One of my you feel favorite, so pure. When I first started uh, practicing, one of my favorite parts of the salah and just Islam in general was wudu. Just putting water through my face, my hair. Just, man, I don't know. It was just, maybe Allah put barakah in it just to pull There is, there is so just, many so benefits sweet. of the wudu, my friend. That, that could have like Fresh. its own podcast, man. Yeah. But we'll, no, we'll, try to, the, we'll try to be as, as uh, summarized as possible, as quick as possible, so we don't, you know, the people who want to benefit from this and, and try to find their way back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can get to the information they need. So you're trying your, to go back to Allah. You're doing your best. Now we know a few things. Uh, your body is clean, right? Your clothes are clean. And now you want to make this wudu. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing that you want to do before praying. As Got far it. as cleaning or uh, the uh, act of worship before performing the actual salah. So the actual wudu goes like this. So you want to, you know, um, have the niyyah first. We always say the intention. Intention. Mm-hmm. Intention. It's like you are intending to do such and such an act of worship. Do uh, I speak niyyah, it out loud and say, this, I am intending to pray right now. 545. <laughs> we don't have to. You don't have to look around and say, yo, boy, I'm about to pray. Let everybody know. <laughs> you don't need to do anything. Uh, the, the intention, uh, intention is, is in your heart. Mm-hmm. It does not have to be said out loud. I do that all the time. Man. I just say, oh, like I'm about to do something. You you can, but in general, the way the Prophet has taught us, mm. the intention is in your heart. You're okay, not, it. It, it doesn't have to be said or heard by anyone. Got it, perfect. So you're intending in your heart the action you want to do. Perfect. At the end on. of the day, Allah already knows what you're trying to do. But okay. this is part of the ritual. 
Mm-hmm. You intend and then you say the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before you start. Bismillah. You say Bismillah. So even before I say Bismillah, right? You say Bismillah. Because yeah. I love Bismillah, you know? Yep. I everything, say Bismillah for everything. Everything starts by the name of Allah, my friend. You know? I try to drink water, Bismillah. So, Alhamdulillah, I can do Bismillah when I uh, make wudu too. Hey, next. Yep. So, you want to wash your hands, um, you know, washing your hands up to your wrist. Three times, three times, and you want to have water go in between your, uh, you know, your fingers in case there are some spots are going to be dry or no, no water going to reach them. Okay, no crustiness, dryness left. Yep, rub around your, uh, you know, between your hands mm-hmm. and wash them pretty good. But, you know, three times is the sunnah of the Prophet mm-hmm. uh, You know, minimum you can do one. Okay. So you wash your hands three times. Mm-hmm. And then with your right hand, you will take Does some Allah water. Does Allah still love me if I just do one time, one, uh, one time each? If I maybe I'm running late or something? No, if you're running late, that wudu can be as expressed as you can too, as okay. long as you do all the parts. Allah still happy that I prayed. You're still gonna accept my prayer. Allah is the most merciful, my brother. You move on, my brother. Yep. Sorry to cut you off. You know, I love. Wash I just your hands. Please, my lord. Yep. Wash your hands three times. Uh, yeah. Uh, you take some water with your right hand and you uh, rinse your mouth three times. Got it. And take water again and you want to rinse your nose. So you take some water with your uh, right hand and sniff to your nose because you want to clean up your nostrils. Got it. And you will pull some, push them out with your left hand. Mm-hmm. You can do that three times or once if you're in a rush. Can I, uh, I heard some people, I saw some people do it as one motion. So I mean the mouth know. and the yeah is and that the sunnah? nose is that sunnah? the prophet did yep. that you can Good. do that yeah because it looked cool so I just want I want to do cool things as long as the prophet did it you can do it because it's the next uh, action right away or the next part oh they're close to each other like, boom, boom. yeah no the next part like in the sequence right okay so it's mouth then nose okay so if people want to do it you know with the same like scoop water? of water they have it just in their hand. Take a little bit of the mouse, rinse the mouse, and then whatever's left, they want to rinse the nose, they can do that too. Does it take some real skills to do the nose one? Does it uh, hurt? No. Uh, does it hurt, you said? Yeah. No, no, no. You, it shouldn't, how, how far do I take the water? You shouldn't hurt yourself. Okay. You know, you, you yeah, you should just try to sniff some of the water so you can clean your nostrils, but don't make it to the point where you're suffering or you're hurting yourself. Oh, man. I get um, when you're done with your nose, then your face, your whole face. You want to yeah. wash your whole face. So you All take right. both of your hands and wash your face. And your face is from your forehead or up to where your uh, lines of hairs are. Mm-hmm. And down to your chin. Mm-hmm. And to your side from your ear to the other ear, you know. Perfect. Uh, so this is all your face. So you can take both of your hands, right and left hand, and, and wash all the face. Got it. Uh, for the brothers who have beards uh, or some hair. Yes. They got can a little, little, little something, something coming, but yeah, that little something, something give it some water, man. There's still ocean on one side, so we'll see. Inshallah, we're making dua that it comes up, inshallah. Yeah, so you want to wash or you want to put your fingers between your hair or the hair of your beard mm-hmm. and make sure some water reaches there, too. Perfect. Um, and then after the, the face, you want to wash your hands and you, I mean, your uh. Uh, you want to start uh, with the right hand, and the hand is from your wrist all the way to the elbow. Got it. And if you go above the elbow, you know that's cool too. The more you go, the better, because these are the lights that are going to be shining. And the whoa, day of judgment, whoa, whoa. you remember? Thank you for reminding me. Okay. Lights, right? 
You're going to show up with lights because of wudu on the day of judgment. Because those parts that you wash in wudu, they're the only going to be like your marks, your identity. The lights are going to be shining. So the more you have, the more lights, you know, you the more you wash. Yeah, go. So right hand first, right from hand. the wrist to the elbow, mm -hmm. three times or once. Mm -hmm. uh, then the left hand, same way from the wrist to the elbow, mm -hmm. three times or once. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, you take some water and then you wipe over your hair. You wash on your head, wipe over your hair. You can go from the forehead all the way back and then backward. And then wet your hands and wash the ears, you know, using your... Um, you said wet the hands, not like get a bunch of water. You don't have to, you know, flood your ears with water. <laughs> okay, got it. You just want to, you know, kind of wash them up, just wet them up and wash them a little bit from, you know... You know, any dust or anything, but this is the sunnah. Even if you have no dust or your ears are not dirty, you hey, still have to do it. This is part of the wudu. You want to get some lights, yeah. So you do that to the for the ear, and then mm -hmm. uh, your legs, right one first, mm -hmm. and then the left one. How far and does the legs, go? Huh? How far do I wash the leg up? Not to the knee, my friend. Only, <laughs> only to the ankles. Man. Yeah. Not to the knee? Not oh. to the knee. Okay. Only to the ankles. I just want to get some light. But I want to keep and a part then, of the sunnah. You know? I don't want to do weird things. Yeah. And then when you do the left one, you're mm -hmm. done with the wudu pretty much. Mm -hmm. You'll say the dua after you finish the, uh, the wudu. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu an muhammadan abdu wa rasooluh. Allahumma ja'alni min al-tawabin wa ja'alni min al-mutahirin. Okay, 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 okay. Slow down. Right after I'm done, I say the... the I'm pretty... I'm used to that. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. I'm telling Allah that I'm still a Muslim. Yep, this is your, uh, you know, your shahada. Yep. I bear witness that there's no deity, there's no one, nothing. Except Allah. Bada boom. Except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this whole action you were doing for Allah. Okay, so nothing worthy of worship. You're reaffirming after the action. Got it. That this is only the one worthy worship is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu is his messenger and he's a slave. So What does that mean again? His messenger and his servant. What about the other one? The messenger of Allah. Okay, one is slave and he's messenger. He's the messenger of Allah. Then when he says abduhu, means he's a slave or his servant. Okay, Abdu okay, okay. So it's just okay. A little it's bit the different. same. Yeah. Got it. The but, second part is pertaining to the wudu that you usually would hear if somebody teach you the dua after the wudu is Allahumma ja'alni min al-tawabin. Yeah. Oh, tell me, man. Allahumma ja'alni min al-tawabin wa ja'alni min al-mutatahirin. Oh Allah. Allahumma. Oh Allah makes me from al-tawabin, those who repent. Oh Allah make me from al-tawabin. Al-tawabin are the ones who, who repent. Who repents to you. Okay. And make me from those who purify themselves. Remember, this is a purification. Wow. Purity, right? We're mm -hmm. cleaning ourselves. And part of our deen is that we're going to be mutatahirin. Always purify ourselves. So you're making that dua after the wudu. And then your wudu is complete here. Wow. That was a journey. I yeah. really, uh, wow. So, that was a, I never thought of wudu like that, man. Yeah, so I you just I do that, that, that quick things. You, you've but, been uh, probably doing it right. This is just a little bit slower, just, uh, more detailed, like it, like but uh, most people already know how to make the wudu. And for some who didn't know or they missed something or misunderstood something, I hope that and helps listen, a little bit. And listen, Allah, you know, there's many brothers and sisters that are they're trying their best to come back to Allah SWT, come back to the deen, and so many of them are shy to ask. 
so many of them are, there's many things that can distract someone, and they just want basics, man. Yeah, we hope, in, uh, we hope inshallah, these things will uh, help out a little bit, and if they have questions, not to be uh, shy. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're shy or you're afraid, just remember why you want to ask. You want to ask to please the most high, the most powerful, the most merciful. So don't ever be shy because you're doing it for the sake of Allah. Don't fear the creation. Take, fear the creator. Take all the criticism. Take all the beating. Take all the humiliation. Wallahi, you will get rewarded for it. You hear that, brothers and Wallahi, sisters? Wallahi, Allah will reward you for everybody who humiliates you because you wanted to know him better. Wow. Don't ever be shy don't ever feel like you're you know being you know uh humiliated just because you ask my family telling me that i'm worshiping too much be you being humiliated for the sake of allah uh -huh. it's a great thing Allah. better be humiliated for allah my than friends, being humiliated for something my else. my friends cutting me off because i'm going to the masjid all these things make dua for them my friend yeah, they're cutting you off mm -hmm. please make dua for them because you should be hoping that they have this connection that you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if you have that sweetness, you're that close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are benefiting from being with Allah, make dua for them. Sure. Say, Ya Allah, help my friend. Before we forget, I have a dua for today. Uh oh, I for almost forgot dua of the day. Yeah, dua for the day because we, last night, our last uh, episode, you remember that dua that the, we asked? Of course, of course. Let me say it. It is. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. MashaAllah, man. You're a good student, my friend. The meaning was, I'm trying to remember, Allahumma a'inni. Oh, Allah, help me. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrik. Oh, Allah, help me remember you. Or in your remembrance. Oh, Allah, help me upon your remembrance. Wa shukrik. Help me be grateful to you. Wa husni ibadatik. And to worship you in the best manner or the best way, correct? Absolutely, yep. Alhamdulillah. Beautiful, so the, beautiful. The one from today is a short today, and sweet. I, I want to hit me. Short and sweet. Allahumma ruddani ilayka raddan jamila. Allahumma ruddani ilayka raddan jamila. Raddan or ruddan? Raddan. Raddan jamila. Allahumma ruddani ruddani ilayka ilayka. Raddan Jamila. Raddan Jamila. Oh, it sounds so beautiful. What does it mean? Oh Allah. Oh Allah. Bring me back to you. Bring me back to you. In the most beautiful way. In the most beautiful way. Yep. You Jamila. always feel you disconnected. You're far. Ask Allah to bring you back to Him. Jabir. Allah will bring you back to Him. I couldn't ask so for better. Combining those from this uh, episode and last episode, you ask Allah to bring you back. You ask Allah to help you remember Him. You ask Allah to help you worship Him. You ask Allah to help you be grateful. Mm -hmm. Good combo, my friend. Like all those and then just have the sincerity, my friend. Sincerity. Yeah. Just be sincere. Work hard. You'll make this it. It's all for Allah. It's all for Jannah. All for the sake of Allah. All to go to Jannah. All to go to Jannah. And one last thing from the point you mentioned that somebody feel like uh, his friend or somebody humiliated him, gave him a hard time, they don't want to talk to him, things like that. Mm -hmm. The Prophet said, uh, we should love for ourselves or for our brother what we love for ourselves. So if you are looking... Uh, Shakespeare didn't say that? Nah, forget Shakespeare, man. So if you, if you are enjoying the sweetness of Iman and you come into Allah, make the dua for your brother to have the same. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika 
أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك ونتوب وأتوب ونتوب for individuals وأتوب إليك وأتوب إليك جزاك الله خير إن شاء الله we'll see you guys in the next um, next episode السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته